Welcome to the Gosha News Sports Podcast. I'm sports editor Greg Keim. With me is sports reporter Austin Huff. And Austin, we have another guest in the studio this morning. I know. We he, have, he just kind of came up out of nowhere. We, yeah. We're doing it. So. We have Mr. Aaron Wolf, the Northwood High School boys basketball coach. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Well, Greg, Austin, thanks for having me. Obviously, this is a highlight of my day uh, <laughs> coming in here and uh, getting to talk with you guys. I, I do want to say, and I, I try to say this every time that you guys come to a game, we really appreciate you guys uh, as far as professional media covering high school sports. And I know um, every time that I talk to you know our players and our parents, uh, they are so grateful uh, that we have professionals covering our games. And it seems like in today's day and age, uh, I'll say it, but it seems like social media, and when you get non-professionals, I know that you guys always have the kids at heart, uh, and that that is that is very much appreciative on our part. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know Mrs. Flickinger appreciates me, giving her endless <laughs> likes and retweets on Twitter. So I appreciate that. Thank you, Mrs. Flickinger. Shout out. So yeah, I, I kind of go back to what Leroy Lambright, the former sports editor here at the News, told me when I first started in this business. He said, "Always remember." that grandma can't put in a scrapbook what the people on the radio do. And also, I translate that to social media now, too. But she can cut your article out of the paper and put it in a scrapbook for the kid. I'll I'll tell you what, if someone screenshots a tweet of mine and puts it in a scrapbook, I would be honored, personally. But, you know, that would be be dedication to the craft. you got to get that printed out and everything. I I do appreciate the newspaper clippings, though. I don't think grandmas are screenshotting tweets and... And putting them in, you know. <laughs> well, I know that those scrapbooks are priceless. I know that whenever I go to open houses, uh, mm-hmm. I see I see these articles. Uh, and, you know, I think it's not just going to be Northwood, but I think when you cover our area sports, uh, it, it's really special. Well, good. We yeah. Well, appreciate we... those comments from you, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron. So uh, what's it been like the last four and a half months? What's, uh, <laughs> you, how you been keeping busy? Any new Netflix shows? Uh, what's What's new? Uh, it's been unique. Uh, I think any time that you're looking at what you've done, I think this is going to be my 24th year in education. Uh, and any time that we had this global pandemic, it just changed everything up. And uh, I think, you know, at first you're looking at so much more family time than what I've had uh, in the past. And uh, my daughter, she's going to be a sophomore at Purdue. And so I think I was the only one in the house that was unbelievably excited, like when I knew that Purdue was closing. Uh, and bringing her home is I think I think she might have had some other things but like uh, when they close I think I was there within hours uh, to pick my daughter up and so you know we've done some family things I want to say that uh, we always try to do a series of the summer like when you bring up Netflix and Mm -hmm. uh, you know we've done Parks and Rec we've done Mm -hmm. The Office Um, and then I think this year uh, my wife has tagged into a show called Schitt's Creek uh, which has to do with the motel and and Mm -hmm. what it is is it's it's, it's a comedy uh, and there's there's some pretty good stuff in there so Anytime that we get some free time, somebody probably pops that onto Netflix and we try to run through those series and uh, that's been some good times. But uh, trying to stay busy, uh, I think the other thing, trying to connect with your players uh, has been unbelievably difficult. Um, With the climate, it changes so quickly, which means that uh, you want to try to communicate with parents and you want to try to communicate with your players, but from 24 hours to 48 hours after you might send an email out or a calendar, uh, it just changes, uh, which is to be expected. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody's kind of like on, at least from the people I've been talking to, kind of on walking on eggshells right now, waiting for Friday to see what they announce from as far as the state is concerned or the county is concerned about the reopening of schools, restarting of sports practices. Mm-hmm. and Right, and it goes both ways for you too because you're a teacher and a coach. So I guess where do you kind of sit right now as we 
just kind of wait. We're, we've been waiting for four months for something official. What, what are your kind of stand right now on, on schools reopening and things like that? I think probably the words you're looking for is flexibility <laughs> is yeah. we, we just, we just cannot rub a crystal ball right now. Uh, you know, our decision makers in this process, it, it seems, um, that we're in different spots all the way across the state, maybe even all the way across the country. And so it seems everyone is reluctant to put a blanket policy on this is what's going to happen. Uh, I just talked with a, a good friend down in Indianapolis and you know they're starting school tomorrow in person and they're one of the only schools down in the Indianapolis area. I that was going to say, I, yes. thought I, I thought I saw uh, last week that Marion County schools were going to open yes. until like the 5th of August. And so my... My sister's children, my nieces, uh, they go to Carmel, uh, and so they they are online for a little bit. And then you hear that North Central's online. I know uh, we have some relatives down there, but uh, you know there's schools that are going to go in person with this with this balanced schedule. Uh, and so we know that you know here in Elkhart County things have been different, and I think we're kind of waiting on the county health board to you know maybe be a decision maker, which is a very difficult position for them to be in. So you know as you said, we're we're on eggshells. It's I think. Most people, uh, regardless if you're in the teaching profession, uh, if you're in the coaching profession, or even in your profession, we just want to be able to prepare. Right. Uh, and I think that that's probably number one. And I think what you're seeing is, is this, again, this flexibility so quickly, it's very difficult to prepare if you're going to be online in school, if you're going to be in person in school, if you're going to be both. Uh, and so, you know, everybody is awaiting Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. when you're looking from the athletic programs and even the academics uh, that are happening in Elkhart County. And, I mean, and Friday's cutting it awfully close. Because, <laughs> well, I mean, girls' golf <laughs> practice is supposed to start Friday. The rest of the fall sports are supposed to start Monday. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then Goshen, I think, starts school like, what, the 10th of August? Yeah. I mean, you're, it's. <laughs> it, it is reminiscent of what we saw in March is that mm-hmm. we were going to be in the regional tournament up until we weren't. <laughs> and so <laughs> right. we, yeah. we, were, I, we were literally walking to our bus yeah. when the announcement came on that we were loading up. And I think that that's what you're looking at is it's one of those things to where, uh, you know, I kind of come from a military background. And so they, they say preparation and execution. And so you're preparing to go to school, preparing for all of these sports practices until you're not. And that seems to be the situation that we've been in. And so, you know, obviously uh, girls golf, they're going to start competitions. Uh, and then, you know, the other thing that's been up in the air, and you probably had talked to uh, Mr. Dean, is just that are all sports going to be treated equally in, in all, all right. of these things moving into mm-hmm. the fall and in um, all the different scenarios. I think probably the other thing that really stands out is how, how polarizing this issue has been. Uh, whether you're in a school system, whether you're in a neighborhood, whether you're at the state level, it seems like there's not much middle ground when you talk to people. We're either all in or all out. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that makes it very difficult. I mean, for some of these decisions, because, you know, 50% of the people are going to be upset regardless of which way you go. Right. Uh, and so I know that that's why this, this word <laughs> flexibility has been used often. Right. I, I think, uh, you know, you mentioned, we, we talked to Nathan Dean about that. Yeah. Two weeks ago, he even said about sport, like, could they play some sports or not play some sports? He wasn't even sure. Fully, he's an IHSA board member. Like he's he's one of the twenty people yes. making the final decisions here, and he's not even one hundred percent sure what we he can do, what they can do. At least, at least he wasn't two weeks yeah. ago. So right. it's really interesting. So uh, one thing I know that schools and the IHSA has passed is that 
you can go all online for now and still play sports. Um, I know Westview announced that today that they are allowing students, if they are all online, they can still play athletics. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's a smart idea for this year, at least for this year specifically? I think right now when you're looking at just public education in general, you're probably going to have to look at the funding first. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the funding, uh, they changed the funding formula, and I want to go back to maybe 2007 when it really kind of went away from property taxes. Uh, and public schools were going to be funded by the number of students that attended. And so when you're looking at each one of these communities, uh, now you're talking about can you continue to fund your school if you do not have the flexibility to meet everyone's needs. And so each household could be different, which means that uh, if I was in a household where, where my children, if they were infected, could have a serious impact on someone in my house living with grandmother, whether it be my wife or whether it be myself, if they go online, now is that going to impact their athletic eligibility? Well, again, when we're looking for some guidance and some leadership, maybe <laughs> with a one blanket policy, if, you know, and I'm going to school A offers online and athletic eligibility, but school B does not. Now you're talking, does that warrant an actual athletic transfer? Right. And so if we're not all on the same yeah. policy now, school B, I just transfer to school B because now there is a program in which my children could thrive in. And now you've just lost, and you hate to come back to the almighty dollar, you've just lost funding to your school system. And so a lot of these issues, it seems like a simple question, but when you kind of go down, you know, the rabbit hole, it gets more complex. Uh, And so I think most schools are probably looking at trying to meet the needs of all students. Uh, Where it gets tricky as well is now if you're going to go online school, can you even meet the needs of people who might not have all of the technology in order to receive that education. And so all of these things are having to be bridged and these questions are having to be answered in such a short amount of time, which could be from Friday to Monday. <laughs> to Monday, <laughs> yes, And exactly. so that's what you're saying, like this flexibility. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, my wife is also a teacher. Uh, and so, you know, when all of this stuff comes down, you're trying to prepare and help some of these students in such a short manner of time it would be like I think what you're looking at for teachers is that we're looking or even coaches what's the best way we can prepare our students for the future mm-hmm. and right now when that's uncertain it, it's it, it becomes difficult yeah. quickly yeah. before I forget uh, happy belated anniversary I saw on Twitter it was your year and a wife's wedding anniversary a couple the, the, days ago yes yes <laughs> July July 25th 1998 uh, best decision you know, or? My, 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 my stock went up hers went down uh, yeah she, she's She's definitely the glue to our family, uh, and so uh, it's changed a little bit. We've, we've been together, so we, we usually like to go up to Michigan, and so we spent some, some quality time up at South Haven, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, stayed in a great, uh, a great place, real close to the beach. She's, she loves the beach. Sometimes I'm, I'm one of those guys that can probably be on the beach for maybe about an hour, yeah. and then I kind of have to pop up and say, well, like, what are we doing next? <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I, I think when, you, when you're looking at that, but uh, there were some parks around that we could, we could get to and, and, and do some, you know, some running and some biking. But, yeah, we, we did some of that. We had a great time, and, and we just kind of came back. Uh, right. So we just came back from that. But, yeah, that is our 22nd anniversary and. Uh, Sonia, if you ever listen to this, uh, you know, very, very grateful to have her as my wife. Yes. Well, that's you know, good. And going back to what you're talking about, about you can't please everybody. 
And there's no way that they can make a decision down at the state level that it covers the entire state that's going to you know, impact each community because everybody's got different scenarios that they're dealing with. That's what makes this thing so difficult. And I, and I think that's probably going to create so much frustration uh, is when you look at that is you've nailed it on the head. But generally what even our Indiana High School Athletic Association has done in the past is tried to level the playing field for preparation. And so therefore, mm-hmm. if you have one school that is not able to meet um, or practice or uh, develop players or even you could look at it from an academic standpoint is as well is uh, there's probably a difference and what I've noticed is is that online uh, just our experience as teachers to be able to teach at the exact same level online compared to what we've done in person is just the training as I always say it takes 10 years to master something well we're far from 10 years <laughs> yes. on this on this online and mm-hmm. it was thrown on us literally in 24 hours And so you can look at it from an athletic standpoint is what we would really want to be able to do is give the players, you know, I mean, under your supervision, the best opportunity to be prepared for an athletic event. And then also what I did notice is, is that my daughter is at Purdue and she's taking Calc 2 regardless if she's in person or not. And so the preparation that may be for my sons could be different than the preparation that she's had because I don't think Purdue's going to look at, you know, the next generation of students coming to Purdue or IU or Butler or Northwestern and go, well, you guys were under the pandemic. We're going to lower the standards. And so you're looking at this, like this level of preparation where you're just, you're trying to make sure that again, that the students that are under your supervision are prepared to compete in the real world. Right. Right. And I know that, um, you know, a lot of schools, I obviously, everyone was thrown into the online world right away. Um, but I know some schools in the area have developed more advanced online education tool. I think Goshen's calling it the Goshen, like, online academy or whatever, something like that. Do you know if Northwood has developed, has Northwood developed something like Wani, the Wani school district has developed something like that? Yes, they're, they're, they're working tirelessly mm-hmm. to make mm-hmm. sure that the quality of our education continues. Uh, and I think... We're, we're trying to change what they call learning management system, uh, which means uh, right now, if you would go to Purdue, I think they use Blackboard. If you would go to Indi- or, uh, <laughs> Indiana University, I think that they would use Canvas. And so adopting one of these to where now uh, they're trying to limit the amount of paper that you have in your school, the amount of things that are turned in. And you might have experience with some of these. There's frustration also that comes with some of these learning management systems is uh, I, I could tell you a, a really good story. I think my, my daughter was taking her, her organic chemistry final. Mm-hmm. And so it was one of those things to where she comes in and now that was the other thing that we had to get used to is like there was times where like it had to be quiet in our house because like she's studying. Mm-hmm. And so it almost was a library at times. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, we get to about 1130 at night. She might have started her final at 8 p.m. And, you know, I looked at her at 11. I said, hey, how's everything going? She goes, hey, I haven't cried yet. And I was like, that is positive. That, that, that is positive. And so. Dad always wants to hear those words. I haven't cried yet. I haven't, I haven't cried yet. So I'm thinking everything is in, you know, everything is going well. Well, she had to turn it in at midnight. Well, something happened with the technology. She was done at 1130. And she could not for the next 30 minutes submit her work. Yeah. 
This is her final. For mm-hmm. her, this means that she, like, she, you know, she's a type A personality. <laughs> I think in her mind, she thought, I am going to get kicked out of college if I don't turn in my, <laughs> my file. And so, yeah. you know, obviously, with zero experience, I start jumping in and convoluting the, the, the situation very quickly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's right. like, we're going to be all right. Hey, just keep Take going. Charge, coach. Yeah, yeah, that's deep it. breaths. That's, yeah, deep <laughs> breaths. Uh, so, with no success, did we get that final turned in on time? But I think <laughs> she was able to submit it like at 1207. Yeah. Uh, and, and Purdue graciously understood that there was going to be some kinks in the system. And I think right. that that's one of those things as you're saying, these learning management systems, um, the frustration is going to build just because it's new. Mm-hmm. And, and I think yeah. each school corporation is looking for different ways in, in order to enhance that that education that they're going to give their students. Yeah. You, you mentioned Blackboard and Canvas, and I used both of those at my time at Missouri. And I, I'm just getting triggered right now. I just, <laughs> both of them were very like annoying at times to use. So I, wow. I thought I'd forgotten those forever. And then you brought them up here. Yeah. I just, I, I, I need a minute. Greg, you asked. Te- technology <laughs> is wonderful unless it doesn't work. Yeah. I, I, I had friends true. deal with similar issues with submitting things like, you know, late at night and, uh-huh. you know deadlines and things like that it's tough i luckily i never had that issue and if i did like i just emailed my professor being like hey like yeah. we have an issue here like and they've been more times than not pretty understanding of the technology although it's great is also you know struggle I, sometimes i thought we had problems when you put your hands over your ears and you started rocking back and forth austin <laughs> yeah. they can't see yeah. that but yeah. I, I knew that i knew that my, something, something was wrong yeah something i just was needed wrong. a moment i needed yeah. a, i need a moment i need a moment here <laughs> Yeah. Well, one question I've got for you, Aaron. Where do you stand on the possibility of playing sports with limited or no fans? How do you think that would work at the high school level if we get to that? Point? Yeah, I, you know, I think we're gonna we're gonna face this, you know, all the way across the nation, and I think you probably have to have a a mission statement on what we're really about, uh, and if you're looking at if we are going to say that we are about, you know, educational athletics, then the fans probably to me don't make that much difference if that's what we're trying to do. Now, does it enhance an environment and does it make it a better experience for, you know, for our players? Oh, absolutely. Uh, there is nothing uh, like making a shot on a Friday night in, in a sectional game uh, when you're looking at your kids and, and you see that. I mean, not only is it joy for them, it's joy for you because you know the experience that they're getting. Right. Uh, and so you, you can't match that type of atmosphere. You can't match, as Austin said, those are the stories that these guys are going to be telling 10 years down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and that shot will get longer and longer oh, as the years oh, go yes. on. Yeah, you know? yes. It was a 30-footer. Yes. Even if it was a layup, you know. <laughs> and, and losses turn into wins. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. as, as you yeah. move away from that time. Yeah, 2019 North would have been undefeated. I don't know if you yes. knew that. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> they were 24-0. So. <laughs> that, those, those stories happen. But if we're trying to do educational athletics, I think that we probably can forego fans and make sure that this is the safest environment uh, deemed by, and, and I, I think our approach probably needs to be, and, and this is difficult, but we probably need to listen to some authority. Uh, and so for us right now, it's the County Health Board. And so if the County Health Board says yes, then we go yes. If the County Health Board says no, we go no. But there probably has to be some sort of authority that everyone has to get on, you know, some sort of trust that, that there's good intentions behind that. And so I would say that we, we could do it. I think probably your heart goes out, as I said, is there's some NLC games 
uh, that Northwood is in on Friday nights that we can't duplicate. Uh, you know, those, no. those the atmospheres uh, in the following in those communities are so healthy for our kids. Uh, those are things that I would want my children to be a part of. And, and they may not get that experience, uh, which, which isn't fair, but it is reality. Right. Mm-hmm. And the Panther Pit on Friday nights when you guys are playing a rival is one of the few schools that's left that still reminds me of good old Indiana high school basketball when the gym's rocking, the fans are, you know, loud. Yeah. Like you said, that's the kind of experience you want kids to have. Yeah. Hopefully basketball is, I mean, who knows where we'll be at in the winter when it's basketball season. Yeah, who knows? I, I'm not even thinking about that yet. Oh, yeah, you, I mean, I'm, I'm with you, Austin. We're trying, we're trying to get to Monday. <laughs> yes. I mean, actually, once Friday, we're, I mean, I'm that's trying, where we're at. I'm just trying to get to Wednesday. I don't know about you. Yes. <laughs> one day at a time, Aaron. <laughs> well, one day at a time. Like, yeah. So one, one of the one of the reasons I brought this up is because I had an interesting conversation this week with a coach, and I, I won't I can't use his name because we were off the record. And <laughs> as a journalist and professional, I I keep those things. I won't mention his name, but he did. He told me that playing high school football with no fans would be the most hypocritical thing he's ever heard of. Mm. Because yeah. he said, "How can you limit the the fans in the stands when you can control them? You know, you control them, make sure people are sitting six feet apart. You know, no social distance. You know, no social contact or anything like that. And yet, you've got twenty two kids out there in the field playing football." With physical contact right. on every play, and you got all the coaches, the reserve players there on the sidelines. He said, "How how can you tell that's how can you tell people that's good for the kids?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say again that there has been some dichotomy uh, when you're looking at the issue uh, that takes you in those directions. Uh, that I don't know. I mean, the stress and the pressure uh, in everything involved. As I said, when you go down those things, there's just rabbit holes uh, Mm -hmm. and and you can just keep tunneling down. But um, I definitely understand and understand their logic uh, when they're looking at some of those situations to where uh, A works, but B doesn't. And then when you try to connect the dots on why A works, but B doesn't, sometimes logically it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, But again, I think it's one of those things to where even in your own mind and your own experiences, we probably have to go back and just look and, and, and try to trust an authority on some of these decision makings because, uh, you know, when we say even social media, mm-hmm. my goodness, uh, you can get <laughs> oh, yeah. lost in, in social media and, yeah. <laughs> and the, the difference between opinion and fact seem to merge very, very quickly uh, mm-hmm. and personal experiences are merging very, very quickly uh, to where, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I'm, you know, I'm a science teacher and you're trying to sift through the evidence and the data and it can become challenging. I mean, right. maybe that's what we should do for online learning. <laughs> it's just the, the problem, the problem solving of trying to just sift through, you know, uh, data and evidence when, when you're looking through some of these situations. Uh, I will say, but, you know, I, I think when you look at the emotional strings of probably that coach that you talked to, it's exactly what I said is, is you want your players to have those experiences that you've seen other players and maybe even yourself have in the past. Mm-hmm. And when you're looking at the, the fans do enhance an environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now that we've had four and a half months, Aaron, to kind of, you know, the season obviously came to such an abrupt end. 
when you look back at this past year, what do you what are you going to remember most from this that team? Obviously, sectional champions and things like that. What do you when you look back at 2019-20? What are you going to remember most from that team? You know, when you start, I think this is my man. It's been a while. I want to say 14th year at Northwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when you start to look at groups and we start to look at our you know our 2020 group you start to see those guys when they roll into your gym in kindergarten. Uh, and, you know, most of them have some sort of running shoes on and, uh, you know, they, they might throw on a headband for their first camp. And you start to follow their journey uh, as you look at each one of them. Uh, and I think the thing that sometimes saddens you as a coach is it, in athletics, it's so hard to win your last game. I mean, right. it's just so difficult to win your last game. There's always probably going to be at some point a last game, whether you win it or lose it. I think the hardest thing is, is when you build those relationships with those kids from when they're really, really small. Uh, and you, you know that the reality is, is that your time spent with them is going to lessen. Uh, and so, you know, when I look at that, you know, the 2020 team, I think the thing that strikes me the most is this year, they were able to flip eight games on their schedule. Uh, and, you looked at that team uh, to where they had some adversity, and there was a tremendous amount of pressure on them uh, the year before. Uh, and, and I told them, I said, you know, in the year before, I wish I'd have coached better. I wish we'd have played better. Uh, but this is where we're at. I said, now you guys get to tell your story. Uh, and, you know, when you look at those, the, the leadership and the seniors, uh, probably to a person, they just looked at you and said, we're going to get better. Uh, and you know, they probably tease me because I'm always like, there's levels to this thing. And I'm just like, it doesn't matter how good you get. Like coaches sometimes are just sick creatures as we're trying to get to the next level. Mm -hmm. And instead of sometimes, sometimes you just need to slow down and enjoy the scenery, uh, in the journey. And with those guys, uh, I think what you, what you look at is one, they flipped eight games on their schedule. So they made tremendous improvements Two, they came back and to a man, every single one of them was a better player than what they were the year before. Uh, and so that's a huge tribute. Uh, their leadership inside of our locker room just made them so enjoyable to coach. Like going to practice is fun. Uh, and as much as you want to set the tone as a coach, you know, I always say that like it's kind of a coach's program, but it's a player's team. And, and, and those players made sure that they enjoyed each other. Uh, they played for each other. And they, they had a different energy about them. Uh, like if I would just look, there were some games just to where their energy inside of that game was infectious. Uh, and sometimes you see, like when I said a crowd, like you might see a crowd and sometimes they inspire a team. Sometimes a team can inspire fans. Mm-hmm. And I think they had that quality to them. And you can't put your finger on it sometimes. I think it just how they all mesh together. Uh, it. And so, unbelievably proud of them. Uh, you know, obviously wanted to go down there and compete with them in that regional, and it didn't work mm-hmm. out, as I said. But, uh, you know, we look back, and um, you, you look at your, your team and your kids that you lost, and, and obviously it kind of makes you sad now that we reminisce. But, uh, you know, I think they're all going to do some great things. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like what you texted me, I think, when they actually officially canceled the tournament. I think you texted me something about, 
sectional 21 state champs, right? Like, <laughs> that's what the – you can claim it, right? Like, yeah. Hey, well, we're one of 64 teams left that's going to claim a state championship for this year, right? <laughs> well, Austin, since, since you mentioned that, I just want you to know that those, those, shirts, are, those shirts are made. Yeah, are they? Yes, really? yes. Those shirts, really? wow. those shirts are made. As, I, you know, as I said, sometimes it's very difficult to win your last game, but obviously we did. <laughs> you, you did. You yes. Did. You know, you in a normal year, normal season, there's only four teams – Yes. In basketball that end their season on a winning note. Right. 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 This year there were 64 of them. It was, yeah. a, it was a watered down state championship, but I think we're going <laughs> to gladly accept. We're going <laughs> to gladly accept. Although I'm still waiting on the rings. I know the girls got theirs. Yeah. The girls yeah. Got so, their I mean, ring. like, obviously we're probably going to have to petition for that. They yeah. might be a little bit smaller. Just, but Just, you know, send an email to Norm. And yes. <laughs> it's going to be like a mood ring you buy. <laughs> <laughs> I will CC you guys in on that email. <laughs> yes. I, I expect to see this up there on the sign out in front of Northwood. You know, you'll have the girls' state basketball, two championships, the football team. We'll see the boys down there underneath. <laughs> yeah, it might be it might be made by Aaron Wolf, but yes. <laughs> it might be a little asterisk. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you know, know. We'll, we'll, we'll Greg and I will both write columns pressuring the school to get ranked. I mean, we'll do it. We can we can put enough pressure. I think you know. You know what? We I got think some pull. this is perfect timing. Yeah, I mean, like they have zero on their plate right now, yeah. and I think now yeah, is the not. time probably to beckon for these signs and these rings. I think they're not uh, worried about anything else. No, nothing. nothing. No. <laughs> uh, well. Okay. Greg, yeah, I know you got to get going here, Aaron. We really appreciate your time uh, coming in and talking to us. Really, really enjoy that. Um, good luck with this school year. I know we're still trying to figure it out, and the school year starts next week. So, you know, yeah. it's going to be fun. So, one, one quick thing I wanted to bring up is uh, I had another fascinating conversation with a local girl who finished up mm-hmm. her college career, and the story was in Monday's paper, and Ellie Loniger from Northridge High School graduate. She went on to play at Messiah College in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, which I'd forgotten when I looked at that is actually the hometown of Mike Piazza. Really? Yes. Hall of Famer, Mike Piazza. Hall of Fame baseball Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And Ellie had a great career at Northridge. She scored 37 goals and assisted on 34 others in her high school career. And the Raiders won three NLC championships and two sectional titles. Mm-hmm. And this is a girl that was bothered by chronic back pain. Through her entire high school career. In fact, she went to a uh, soccer camp at Messiah, and she told the coach flat out, she said, I don't know if you're going to want me or not, because she said, I've had back problems in my entire career, high school career. And the coach's response to her is he looked at her and said, why would you think that would make a difference? He said, you love the Lord, you love soccer, I'll take you on my team, there's a place for you. Four years later, what does she do? She assists on the game-winning goal in the NCAA Division Three National Championship game. It's pretty cool. It's which pretty turned cool out story. to be the 17th goal of her senior season, which ties her for the second most in school history for a season at, at Messiah. It's pretty cool stuff, isn't it? Well, I, I would say if you think the importance of competitive athletics, uh, I would probably, if I was a business owner, I would hire Ellie. Uh, just because it shows that she can she can handle adversity uh, in everything that she's gone through, but that's a pretty impressive young lady. Yes, yeah. it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, so, but, I really enjoy. And she always that. she already has a job lined up. <laughs> she's going to be starting as a social worker. She can't. She not. She cannot be your assistant basketball coach next yeah. year, Aaron. I'm sorry. She's sorry, Ellie. I tried to help. Worker. I tried to help, Ellie. I just didn't get it done. You, you did it on your own. She's going to yeah. be a social worker for the Bowen Center. Okay. And work out it. Work in the Goshen area mainly. She said with families. It's pretty cool stuff. It's pretty oh. cool stuff. She's 
pretty yeah. cool story. Actually, I really enjoyed reading that from Greg on Sunday. It was really cool stuff. So it's got a lot of a lot of action yeah. on social media. North Northridge has shared it. That's and I always love to see. We talked about you know social media earlier today, and, and our work is still good. But I, I do appreciate when Northridge and Northwood share my stuff on on Twitter, our stuff. You know, it helps me. You know, it makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah, it makes me feel at least the school acknowledges we're doing something here. And you know, and the thing that impressed me about Northridge Athletics sharing that. I think they shared it like within a half hour after I put it up on our on our website. <laughs> they had it up on, on their it. on their Facebook page and their Twitter account. So they're it's T minus thirty. So we need to share stuff inside of thirty minutes. Yes, right. That's 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 I what I've got. I mean, I, I need to retweet within five minutes, Aaron. I haven't. I have not competed. You know, what I mean, in, in, in <laughs> months, and so that that might be the avenue in which we can take our competitive spirit. So I I, I, yeah. I would agree. As long as you're six feet away, you yeah. know, <laughs> wear a mask, yes. hand sanitizer. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah, it's a cool story. So, yep. Yeah. All right. I think that will wrap up another edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, folks, and join us again next week. And thanks again to Aaron for coming in today for our program. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it.